American Road Trip Talk begins after this message. In western Nebraska, Sydney used to be known as the toughest town on the tracks. Today, Sydney is home to family-owned restaurants and vibrant downtown full of unique shops. Plan your trip to Sydney and learn more at visitsydneyne.com. The horizon is wide and the highway is calling. That means it's time for another episode of American Road Trip Talk. I'm your host, Gary Mance, with a welcome and an invitation to travel the byways and backroads of yesteryear, searching for America in every incomparable mile. Welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen, to American Road Trip Talk. Glad to have you along for the ride. Glad to be working alongside Nathan Miller, even though we're separated by about 3,300 miles diagonally. I am Sarasota, and he there at home base in Seattle, Washington. Today, Port Angeles. Port Angeles, Washington is famous for being the gateway to Olympic National Park. But this place that prides itself on its location where the mountains greet the sea has natural wonders all around her as anyone who can attest who's actually been there. I haven't made the trip, but many, many people have. Matt Shea is with us. He's made the trek and he will join us in a moment with lots of good information you can use in planning your own visit to Port Angeles, a jewel of the Pacific Northwest. This is American Road Trip Talk, and we will be right back after this. There's room to roam around the scenic byways in southeast Idaho's high country, and it's a great time to get away and decompress. Did you know southeast Idaho is hot springs country? Come and relax in natural mineral water hot pools. Then visit one of their quirky museums, like the Idaho Potato Museum, the Museum of Clean, or the Butch Cassidy Museum. Go to IdahoHighCountry.org to plan your trip. You're sure to find your favorite way to disconnect when you visit Idaho. Hi, everybody. This is Anson Williams from Happy Days. And I want to bring attention to a life-saving product called Alert Drops. Drowsy driving is one of the most catastrophic problems in America, and Alert Drops will stop it. What is Alert Drops? Alert Drops is a simple spray on the tongue made out of citric acid, sour lemon, and water, A simple spray on the tongue, nothing in your system, and you're naturally awake, naturally alert. Go to alertjobs.com. Very important. Go to alertjobs.com and stay safe. Adventure, history, and beauty all await you on the Natchez Parkway, a national scenic byway and national park. This 444-mile drive takes you through some of the country's most stunning landscapes while also allowing you access to exciting communities along the way. From Natchez, Mississippi to Nashville, Tennessee, we invite you to explore the trace and discover America. Plan your trip at scenictrace.com. That's scenictrace.com. Tell your friends about Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to American Road Trip Talk. And another visit with our roving correspondent, Matt Shea. He's in the studio. Matt, welcome once again. Hello, Gary, and a happy Friday to you. Oh, the same to you and to all those people enjoying the comparatively mild temperatures and the soothing climate of the Pacific Northwest. Not that it never gets hot, just not that often and not for very long. That's very true, and I'll leave it that way. <laughs> and if you are in Puget Sound, or maybe down in southwest Washington, and you want to go head to the polar opposite. Not so polar weather, but cool enough, that's for sure, in lovely Port Angeles, Washington, where the mountains greet the sea. It's also known famously as the gateway to Olympic National Park. 
You have been there probably more than once, Matt Shea, and we would love for you to tell our listeners how they can best plan in an informed way their own road trip to Port Angeles and, of course, Olympic National Park, which is designated, I believe, as a World Heritage Park. Yes, it is. And it's all about the Olympic Peninsula. So we're talking about U.S. Highway 101, which not only outlines the entire peninsula, it goes through Port Angeles, Washington. And I've taken that trip at least 50 times in my life. And whenever I take a trip, I always return a different direction. Now, from the freeway I-5, you take exit 132 to the Tacoma Narrows Bridge. But if you're a little further south by Olympia, you would like to take exit 104, and from there traveling west, the signs will hook you up with US 101 North. But we have ferry boats, and who doesn't like a good ferry boat ride? We have the Seattle Ferry. We have north of Seattle, the Edmonds Ferry. And north of Edmonds, we have Vancouver, Canada Ferry coming and going. What a wonderful way to get there. You choose any way you'd like to go. They're great trips. No doubt about that. In fact, uh, of course, we're talking about Port Angeles today and Olympic National Park and the other natural wonders surrounding that area. But if you're on your way to Vancouver Island, you can do so with the sure knowledge that Vancouver Island, British Columbia is the fairest weather that Canada affords on a year-round basis. That's very true. And what I like is from Port Angeles, you could see part of Canada. You're that close. I love the sounds of that. Okay, let's get into Port Angeles itself. I have been billing this as an opportunity to tell our listeners about places to play and places to stay in Port Angeles. The good news is, if you want to go camping in and around Olympic National Park, you will have many opportunities to do so, different venues. And if you want to stay in town and enjoy the town culture and still get out to the National Park, you have that option too. That's very true. And I love the title of this episode, Places to Play, Places to Stay. Let's play first. Things to see, the Olympic Discovery Trail, over 70 miles of paved path that connects the neighboring town fork on one side and Port Townsend to the other. But there's also the adventure route, and that starts from downtown Port Angeles. It's a 26-mile off-road ride through the Elwa River and Lake Crescent. I've taken that before. The Elwa River is one of the largest dam removals in the country. This river from the Olympic Mountains now flows once again to the Strait of Juan de Fuca, as it did over 100 years ago. And you could see where Lake Aldwell once stood. You could see the remains of logging from over 100 years ago. But Lake Crescent, my gosh, the first time I ever toured this part of Washington State, I camped there. The lake itself is an ancient lake carved by glaciers. The water is a striking, one-of-a-kind, bluish-green water. I've never seen such beauty in a lake before. And I guess the fish are really something to throw on the grill when you catch one. We camped there in two different spots. And one of them was near Mary Mirror Falls. Mary Mirror Falls is a beautiful cascading waterfall 
that you have to hike to. And that's very special to us because years ago, a large group of us camped there. And when we left the falls to hike back to the campsite, a couple stayed behind. And at the campsite that night, the fire, they said, we have an announcement. We have just renamed the falls to marry me because they just proposed and they were getting married. And today they are alive and well. There is also the old Spruce Railroad Trail. You could find that. And there is Lake Crescent Lodge from 1915. You could just spend a week there if you wanted to. Tell me about Lake Crescent because that's a big attraction in the area. That's a big lake. We're not talking about a pond. It is a big lake. And when we initially camped there, we were camping at the edge of it. And it was so wonderful to be there the first time because literally it's from glaciers. You're surrounded by mountains. You're surrounded by the Olympics. And the water is so gorgeous, so beautiful. And there are trails everywhere. And then they have that rustic historic lodge from 1915. You could walk all the way around the trail, which would take some time. But you could uh, ride your bike. You could drive it. It's win-win there at Lake Crescent. What are some areas, and we do want to allow time here to get to Olympic National Park, obviously, but in and around town, Port Angeles, what are the attractions, both natural and man-made, that would keep somebody in town maybe choosing to extend their stay by a day or two? Well, they have the Olympic National Park Visitor Center. They also have the Harbinger Winery. They have the Salt Creek Recreation Area, Port Angeles Fine Arts, Port Angeles City Pier, and this is a beautiful boardwalk, a pier. And when I walked it last, I wanted fish and chips. You bet I found a place nearby for fish and chips. The chowder, it just they all just go together when you're out there in the peninsula like that. Here is something amazing. Get ready, Gary. They have the Port Angeles Underground and Heritage Tour. Now, I'll even take that a step further and give the phone number, which is 360 360- 452-2364. In the early 1900s, Port Angeles was having problems with flooding, and they lost some of their buildings from the last century. So in 1914, they decided to elevate the town, and it worked. It's a different kind of underground Seattle. I'd taken part of it. You have tunnels. You see old shops below the street. You see walls that were constructed there well over 150 years ago. They have underground tour there in Heritage. It is amazing. You'd never expect. That's the kind of thing I like. A place, a destination town with a culture unto itself. Everybody loves a well-established town culture. And in Port Angeles, you've got it there. You're already near the water. You're close to the mountains. And yet there are things to do that are fascinating and unique within the city limits. Yes, they have the Olympic Coast Discovery Center. They have the Olympic Hiking Company, which I highly recommend. To get the locals, give a tour, that is well worth it. And they have the Alwa Museum there, and it's at Carnegie. But they also have festivals there. They have the Lavender Festival, July 21st to 23rd, the Northwest Colonial Festival from August 31st. They have 
the county fair there, August 17th to the 20th. They also have Dungeness Crab and Seafood Festival, October 5th to October 8th. And they have the Crab Fest 5K, and uh, I don't think I'll be doing that this year. Also, we have the Field Hall Grand Opening. They refer to it as the Ranky Tank. And it has field <laughs> arts, events opening, 500-seat theater, 300-seat waterfront, and also they have the Band du Loop dancers, and then they go a step further. They're starting to sell tickets for fine entertainment inside their new facility. It's win-win there. Great stuff. I can, I can imagine people going there thinking they'll be there a day or two and then wishing they had turned it into a week because there's so much to see and do. Regarding Olympic National Park, what are the highlights? Now, it's a vast park. So, I mean, what is it, almost a million acres? So with all of that going on, including having the world's only temperate rainforest, I think that's the only one still in existence. Port Angeles is credited for having four rainforests within their boundaries. And the major one is the whole rainforest. And I've camped there before. And there is something about being with a group of friends, going down a long trail in your vehicle, a wide open pasture surrounded by trees, rocks, you're sort of in a valley. And then the campsite, we're familiar with the traditional camping grill for the fireplace. One of the ones we came across had three joined together so that large groups could go in there. Now, here's the part that gets me. I love to catch trout. I love to put them over the grill. I love mm. Thanksgiving. There are wild turkeys about, and you know where I'm nah. going with this, but no, I decided to stay within the law. <laughs> it is something. They say the wild, tar- wild turkey, and I'm not talking about uh, the beverage, <laughs> but wild turkey. I understand that that's a tough chew. I don't know. I'd be careful there if you were tempted, Matt. Well, if I do, you take the first bite. Yeah, sure. They have Ida's Hook, and it has a lighthouse and Coast Guard station. And they tell you to keep an eye open because you're going to see your share of otters, seals, and birds. But there is something amazing. They have artifacts from the 2,700-year-old Kalalum village displayed there. Isn't that something? Well, yes, it is. They, they have a lot of things on display. And I just learned a new thing here today in talking with you, Matt. Great to have a roving correspondent in our midst. There are four rainforests involved. This is a, a kind of archipelago or a mini one, anyway, in that region. And of course, the largest would be the Ho Rainforest within the National Park itself. How about the trails? For one thing, you seem to be an aficionado of a place called Hurricane Ridge, though I'm surprised that there would be anything named Hurricane in that part of the country. Hurricane Ridge is an eight-mile road just outside of town. And the first time I went up there, it was the first time in my life I ever saw deer that you could pet. Now, they don't advise it, but the deer were walking around with the people And I could extend my hand and lean and touch one. And if they wanted to leave, they would take a little step away from you. They wouldn't run away. I camped there one night with a buddy of mine from college. Here we are, 
We're under the stars. We could feel that Arctic feeling from the Olympic Mountains, the snow. And there was a gazillion set of eyes surrounding us. These were raccoons, but not aggressive. So you feel like you're at a concert and you sold out the place. All of these eyes reflecting around us at night, the fire going, and once in a while, one of them would get a hot dog or something. Deer in the morning, eagles coming by, the stars, you can't beat it. The Hurricane Ridge, recently their lodge had burnt down, but they're already in the process of replacing it. But regardless of the lodge, the beauty is there, the campgrounds, the picnic sites and everything. Uh, Once you go to Hurricane Ridge, you'll always know to find the time to drop by there for the rest of your life, and I mean that. Hurricane Ridge, so many places within the park. It's great for people that the visitor center is in Port Angeles because you're going to want to get a lot of information beyond what Matt Shea is providing. You're going to want to have your questions answered, and you can do that there. There is something else that awaits you when you reach this area. A couple of things, really. Saul Duck Hot Springs, and also, Matt, I'm delighted to see that there are Saul Duck Falls as well. The Saul Duck Hot Springs, the temperatures are approximately 94 to 104. So that's actually very tame. And then they have a freshwater pool, plenty of camping, but there are trails to hike. And one of them will take you to Saul Duck Falls. And at the end of that trail, they recommend you get on the bridge you will find there to get your best view of the falls, another thing. Unbelievable. There is something else they have. They have the well trail. And tours are available in town. And the well trail are the wells from the coast of California going all the way up to Canada. Tour guides will take you out there. They'll show you the wells. You can see them from the beach, too. Unbelievable. And in regards to beaches, the Olympic Peninsula has over 400 miles of coastline. Wherever you turn, there's free beach access. Beaches everywhere, trails. It's for an eternity. That's one of the things I most enjoy hearing about when access to the beaches, which means to the water, obviously, is made available through the action of municipalities who look ahead. They want to look to the future. How do we preserve this for future generations as well as present enjoyment? It's always great when they restrict the amount of private beach available, which drives up the cost of real estate. That's one thing. But when you make areas open to the public, that access is something that becomes part of the heritage of the area itself. The Elwa River they removed a major dam, and once again, that river from the Olympic Mountains is making its way to the Strait of Juan de Fuca. After Un- what, about 100 years? Yes, exactly. Unbelievable. But here is something interesting about Port Angeles. At least 25 movies were filmed there. Wyatt Earp was filmed in 1994. The Hunt for Red October was filmed in 1990. Evergreen in 2020. Ked Coulter, 1985. The Woodsman from 2021. Shadow Mountain from 2016. Campers, that sounds like a fun comedy. 
campers from 2019. And here is a must in my book, Positively Port Angeles from 2016. And of course, their neighboring town had the Twilight Series and Forks. There's a lot going on in this town. Is there anything else you'd like to talk about regarding Port Angeles specifically? Because while we have a few minutes, I want to have you describe what it's like heading back down from Port Angeles because the adventure is not over when you leave that town. It is not. We have lodging. We have the Emerald Valley Inn, the Red Lion Inn, which is at the port. We have the Olympic Inn and Suites, Port Angeles Inn, Olympic Lodge, the Flagstone Motel, and many, many more. And there we, is a cabin lodge that's very close. In fact, you essentially could say it's on Lake Crescent. Yes, that is the that is the 1915 Crescent Lake Lodge. What year? 1915. Crescent Lake Lodge, 1915. It looks a lot newer than that. It's well-maintained. I saw some video of it just within the last 24 hours. I was quite impressed. There are residents around there that are comparable to that, but the lodge itself has been there for over a century, and it's well-kept and everything. So what is the idea there that you would have if you want to put a kayak or a canoe out on Crescent Lake? Is You have many opportunities to do so? Is it that yes. close? Yes, it is. There are many people that get out there that fish, that uh, spend the day on their boat, that'll kayak everything. It is all there. They have some fun restaurants in town. They I'll have bet. The, they have the downriggers on the water, great place. They have 48 degrees North Waterfront Restaurant, another great place. Smuggler's Bar and Grill, Chestnut Cottage Restaurant. They have the Corner Caboose. I've never ate at a railroad train caboose restaurant that I didn't like. And there is something about pizza. They have the Straight Slice Pizza Company. I think they're pretty forward about that. They have Bishop Brewing Artesian Pizza, Gordy's Pizza and Pasa, and they also have the Roosevelt. All of these restaurants have great reviews. They get their five stars incredible. Now, there are two naturally occurring phenomena in connection with Port Angeles and that area. One would be the lavender, the aforementioned. Matt talked about that a few minutes ago. How about the crab? The crab? Oh, yes. They have Dungeness crab there. and They have festivals to honor that. You go into any seafood restaurant, that'll be top on the menu usually. I love their Dungeness crab. And that's and, you, and you pull it out of the water and you enjoy it about any time, I suppose. What about the lavender? Is there a peak season for that? The lavender, my understanding, comes in the spring and summertime because the festival is right now. And on that peninsula area, in the northwest area for that matter, I have gone through many lavender fields where you could smell it and then all of a sudden you go over a ridge and near that beautiful violet field just opens up the lavender. So lavender is a popular crop here, and it is just beautiful, and it's tantalizing. You smell it before you see it. What a feast for the senses. Oh, yes. Port Angeles, Olympic National Park, of course, 
the lavender, the crab. This is when you want to get away from it all, even though you have about 20,000 people living there, small town, there you are entering another realm altogether. Gary, when I used to travel the 101 more often, I always brought my tent and camping stove because I might end up not coming home that night. I might stick in to a campground at the whole rainforest or one at Crescent Lake, or I might hit a good dinner in town and get one of their motels off the boardwalk or something. Mm -hmm. It's win-win, it's all open. But when I travel 101, I never take the same route twice. I keep going a different way. I keep seeing all of it. I just love it. And ferry boat rides, I've done that. Who doesn't like a ferry boat ride? I love them. I can't wait to have that experience for myself. It just sounds like one magical place to go. And I envy you your journeys there. I hope to make one. Suzanne and myself would love to go up there to the ever more northerly climbs and maybe cross that water to get to Victoria as well. What a great vacation that would make. Oh, definitely. I love Victoria very much and the peninsula as a whole. And we have these other towns and they connect. As soon as you leave one town, you're in the rainforest for a while, then all of a sudden you're in another one. And all these towns, they have their claim to fame, they have their festivals, but they all coordinate where the whole area knows which festival is going to be next in what town. And they have beer festivals, they have kite festivals, they have everything. But the Lavender and the Dungeness Crab Festival are the big ones right now. And when you go up one way, you have the option of coming down another. Maybe you want to see Forks. Maybe you want to see Port Townsend. It's all there for you in that region. Yes, it's one town after another. And all of these towns you've mentioned, I've stayed in them one way or another. And the Olympic Peninsula... I probably have camped about 30, 40 different places there through the years, and I always will. And you're always going to find a rustic cabin from last century that's a lodge or it is a place you could have dinner. Matt Shea, thank you so much for that valuable information. It's always great when you stop by. Thank you, Gary, and thank you, American Road Trip Talk. And thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in to American Road Trip Talk along with Thomas and Becky Rapp, co-founders of American Road Magazine. We remind you to visit our website, AmericanRoadMagazine.com, to preview the current issue. Until next time, dream well and drive safely on the American Road. Music.